T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Gotta love her. You got to love her. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Blue suit. Mike, what are your pronouns? What are you wearing? I, listen, I've been on this planet for 58 years. I've never, I didn't even know what a pronoun was until about two years ago. <laughs> I didn't pay attention in English class. Yeah, me too. But listen, it's, this is starting from academia uh, because a couple of years, or last year, I started seeing uh, in pe- emails from the universities, they would have in their signature in the email their preferred pronouns or whatever, he, she, her, whatever it is. And I, I think it's just plain ridiculous. And i well, I got to tell you a story real quick. Yep. I took a, a training class because I needed CPE certification. Uh, from, I needed CPE. So anyway... One of the required fields when I registered was your preferred pronouns. You know what I wrote? What did you write? I don't have any. Good answer. I don't have any, and I never will have any. If you Imagine that, a required, a required response? What are you supposed to write? It was a required field. You could write, basically, you could write anything in there. And I just wrote, I don't have any. Well, that's a good answer. Did they so. kick you out? No, no, I, 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 and then here's the other thing. In the training, one of the uh, presenters said they were cisgender. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I got to Google it. So I had to Google what cisgender meant. Yeah, I had no I, idea. I always do that when, it, when I hear it because I, I forget what it means. And, and I want to forget because I, I don't want to allow those things into the culture. We shouldn't accept them, those kinds of expressions, because... They are an attempt by kidnapping the language to kidnap the culture. 860-522-9842. Hold the thought, Anthony, because we've got to get a traffic update, okay? But you can share it. the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
was just reading about gender pronouns. There's all kinds of words if you want to be up to date on talking about about things. There's a lot you need to know. I could tell you what the official meaning of cisgender is. Okay. It's the denoting or the relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. So essentially it means you're straight. You were reading that. You weren't telling us what it means. You were reading. <laughs> well, that's the official. I know. I'm not telling you. It's yet. an adjective I found a meaning to that describes a person whose gender identity aligns with the sex they were assigned at birth. In other words, a normal human being. You don't need a special word to describe a normal human being. Does that mean of me to say that? Well, I, well then, but you saying that that's normal would then allude to gay people not being normal. Which then people get offended by. Well, only because they've decided to be offended. And I'm not sure if it, it means that. I just know that there's nothing that requires delineation about being part of, say, 95%. I'd argue that we're all abnormal. Yeah, well, that's fair, too. But there, the part of us, us that's normal, like... Normal just by definition. I'm not being judgmental. You're just it. saying like societal norms, right? No, uh, human norms. Most humans are heterosexual. Roughly, yeah, what I mean, would the, you the say? overwhelming majority are. Yeah, so say 96% or 94%, whatever you want to say. I'm not being judgmental. It's not hateful at all. It's just normal. There are things that are normal. And that's what we use the word for. And we don't have special words to describe normal, I don't think. If they're not needed, there is no need to describe yourself as being cisgender. Unless you're sitting around with a bunch of people who are, are different. And then the, the burden is on them. That's all. But I think the pushing of these words, really why I, I resist them, is because they are an attempt to control us, to claim the culture and reality as something other than what it is, which is, I, I want us to be reality-based, not, um, you know, not caught up in, in fads of societal destruction. George is in Canton. What are you wearing today, and what are your pronouns, George? Uh, greetings, Todd. Well, I missed the beginning of the show. I had a an appointment, but uh, I missed it too. Uh, What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> well, I'm, I just heard the fellow just commenting on his pronouns. I had to fill out an, an insurance form recently, and it wanted my pronouns, and and I I put down Mister or King. Uh, king, I mean, you said King. King, as in King George. It, it, I love it, that. That's Wait, right. and my my third wife. I'm still after 33 years trying to convince her of that, but uh, uh, I haven't convinced her yet. But uh, uh, <laughs> So what, 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 are you serious that you filled out a form where you had to put that, or was that just a setup? No, no, I put down Mr. or King. Yeah, but yeah. what was the thing you were filling out? It was a, a con I changed from one insurance, uh, a, a Medicare to another or something, I don't know, and I had to put in for a doctor's appointment, I had to fill out this little form, you know, and typical and they well, it's not typical to ask for your your pronouns. Well, they did. I don't know. Did I you know. did you uh, uh, 
Well, I guess you that was your own form of protest, putting king, huh? Well, I don't know. Pronoun, that I'm accustomed to being called Mr. or in my fantasies, king. But I, it seemed normal to me. I don't know. But <laughs> something else, Todd, if I may point out. Yes. There, there, there's an ad on television, a, 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 a political ad. Uh, I do not know the name of the woman. A woman running for maybe Secretary of State. Oh, yes. Dita? Is that the one you're talking about? Well, Dita me, Bargarva or something? Well, no. Let me describe the ad, and, and I think it'll ring a bell. This woman doesn't seem to uh, mention any of her credentials that would make her worthy of the office. She I think that's all of the ads. Say, say it again? I think that's all of the ads, but go ahead. Well, that's my point. Her position is her mother two jobs and couldn't go to the DMV. The driver's license. Mm-hmm. That's the ad. Republicans want to make it harder for people to vote, just like they do uh, to get a driver's license. Well, no, you go to the DMV, you get someone to give you a ride, you get there, you take the day, you do what you've done forever. But her credential, the reason she wants you to vote for, because her mother couldn't get a driver's license. And that's why she should be Secretary of State. (laughs) And I think, as you say on other ads, no one talks about substance. So everybody on the right, I hope Bob Stefanowski and all these other candidates, you know, all these ads for Themis, I haven't heard her speak yet. Haven't figured that out. They show pictures, but there's someone, a spokesman, speaking for her. Haven't figured that one out yet either. That that one that blasts what Themis supposedly is fighting for—it's like four different things that go by so fast, and and well, it, it, there's no agenda items. It's just uh, associating herself with certain groups or and, something. And, and there is this ad uh, for some outfit uh, saying that Stepanowski is too radical uh, for this state, and and it, that the, the ad starts out, "We're go- we're going to tell you." Uh, about uh, Stepanowski, well, uh, all I know is he he ain't Lamont, and I don't need to know anything more than that to vote for him. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's all. But that's not a bad ad for Bob to run. I like that. They're, they're certainly not going to run on their records, of which they have none. Uh, yes. But but nonetheless, uh, anyway, it's just funny. My mom couldn't get a driver's license, therefore I should be Secretary of State. I just think it's interesting. It is interesting, George. Can't argue with that. Thank you, sir, for the call. Good to hear from you. We've got Christine in Middletown on WTIC. Hi, Christine. Hi, good afternoon, sir. Um, I caught the part about the pronoun thing. I happen to be a conservative transgender woman, and I think this whole thing is getting out of hand. How do you mean, and why? Well, pronouns. I know people, the activists, and the LGBT activists, are going to come after me again when I say this, uh, Folks, there's only two genders, male, female. This is about our non-binary the people who identify as non-binary. They bounce between genders, so male and female doesn't apply. So they make up these new terms. It used to be just they and them, and there's this whole list. This all comes from the schools. These are selective engineers yes, learning being forced in the schools. This is mm-hmm. a product of that, sir. It is, but... But 
the thing the question I have is what about the fact that there are certain people with certain kind of dysphorias, I guess, like the ones you're describing. So if if somebody is not binary in their sexual identity, is that what it is, or sexual in what they desire? They don't view themselves as a male. They don't view themselves as a female. Okay, why do, let's say that's half of 1% of the population. Yeah, that's not what What about that compels us to use different language? Well, that's the left throwing the narrative. Uh, you mentioned something called the definition of people assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. I think that's total BS when they change. No, we were born male of or course. we were born female. That's of course. Not you weren't. No one's assigned at birth. The only your boss gives you something this test that's assigned to you. But we're not assigned at birth. We're born. Yes, our names are assigned to us. <laughs> yes, and, and and it would be like if the the person who comes around with the the um, birth certificate is it just decides what gender you are. That, I mean that that seems to be what they're suggesting. <laughs> it's insane, but you're talking the same people, sir. That. On Friday, have a press conference extolling the virtues of the Green New Deal nonsense, and the next day in hand, and that that electric bus uh, burns down, catches on fire like that. Wasn't that, wasn't that beautiful? That was just. <laughs> I what did they say? It, it uses like four hundred fifty gallon, four hundred fifty thousand gallons of water or something to put one of those out because they burn forever, Christy. You, you, you know the only thing this Green New Deal nonsense does, sir is it takes more green currency out of our wallets. I think that is exactly what it's all about. Thank you so much for the call. 860-522-9842. We'll go to Bristol and Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I, I would just like to say about the pronouns. Yeah. You know, I kind of like the fact that they're doing this now because the reason why, it, it, it's it's an identifier. And says so I don't have to waste, uh, you know, 10 minutes or or whatever amount of time out of my life talking to these people. You know, so it works for me. <laughs> well, it is a sorting mechanism. Uh, the trouble is I think they find a way to convert that into political power, that the more they can divide us, they want that response that you're giving. They want you to say, no, I'm not with them, because they want us fighting with each other. Because well, that's, yeah, that's how. that's no doubt about that. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I agree with you. On the one hand, thank you, Wayne. But on the other hand, I don't want their tricks to work. And right now, that's how everything works. Everything has us arguing with each other. You notice, I, I'm trying to figure out how we move to a a position where Democrats and Republicans start talking to each other. That's what I want to have happen. That's why yesterday I was talking about this seminar I took part in on uh, on Friday night. No, Sunday night. It was a... Zoom call thing, style thing, not literally a Zoom call. But it was a group of people, this organization, this think tank, they did this last year and it got a lot of publicity. They brought people together for a forum to talk about political issues. And they got some press out of it. And I think they saw it as a positive event. So they did another one. And I was invited to take part. And it was just a small conversation amongst uh, eight of us that was being replicated dozens of times or across the country over a period of uh, a week or 10 days. 
and you could sign up for the time that was convenient and such. And and it was a formatted conversation that the computer would would run you through some slides and, and a narrator talking about the issues of climate change. And then you would have a little discussion with the group. And there was something so powerful about it because there were people of obviously different political persuasions who, because they weren't coming from, in the conversation, they weren't talking as a political person, but as a human trying to figure out issues. We were bouncing ideas around about how you solve climate change if, indeed, it is a, a thing that's solvable and if, indeed, it's a thing that's real. And if we can change it by by retrenching in our own behavior because there's a it doesn't automatically follow that because you have say spilled water out of a bucket that you can somehow collect pull that that water back into the bucket and if you think about climate change just because we are alleged to have engaged in a behavior in which releasing a certain substance into the atmosphere makes the the earth grow warm that doesn't mean we can we can undo that it doesn't mean the genie of climate change if, if it's real could go back in the in the bottle and and i so i'm thinking this is what we have to do we have to find a way to embrace each other those of us who have different politics and be able to talk to each other so that we can fight with the people we really need to fight with which is the elected classes the the uh, party, the political parties that like to keep us at each other's throats and, and use these simple binary arguments like abortion or guns or whatever. You know, you know how the Democrats stood up there and started yelling and screaming after the Texas shooting, the Uvalde shooting a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. And everything was about how you can't talk about anything. There is only one answer, and that is new gun laws. And, of course, they passed the new gun laws. They were revolutionary gun laws, they called them. But they were things they would have laughed at a few weeks earlier. Anyway, we just we, we have to get out of those kinds of situations. Hi, you're up. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to you in time. 860-522-9842. The... Um, The, the, there was something uplifting about talking with people. Just talking about how do you solve it. And I had this revelation during this climate change seminar I was in where I realized with a much greater clarity than I ever have before just how, just what nonsense it all is. The whole argument is nonsense. All of the policies the Democrats are pursuing are ridiculous and they've been pursuing the same arguments for 20 25 years the same talking points oh we need electric vehicles oh we need to cut to I mean they want to shut off the engine the the American economic engine they just want to shut it off why do they want to do that I don't I don't see how I don't see how if the problem is, as they describe it, by us becoming impoverished and dragging the rest of the world into poverty, how that solves anything. Then we have less money to 
build windmills. Then we have less money to build scrubbing mechanisms to take the pollutants out of smoke going out of a smokestack. It makes no, makes no sense. And, and other countries are just going to blow it off. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. A blue suit. Uh, somebody wrote to me and said, well, if somebody has been blind from birth how do they even know what to imagine with a blue suit i don't know the answer to that i don't but they must have some <laughs> i don't maybe maybe not maybe visualization is a whole different thing rp what's going on good afternoon todd um you know you've been talking about you know government and lamont um and i was I was at a wedding this weekend, and much to my wife's chagrin, I um, brought up Bob Stefanowski because he's you know, a personal friend of mine, and I wanted to put a plug in for him. And um, the look of disdain from the women, some of the women I didn't really know, um, at the table was incredible. And, I, you know, one of them said, you know, oh, I'm so glad the way they govern down in the southern states that I live up in Connecticut. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you took 
LGBTQ and abortion off the table. Okay, and did they? Does it ever come to their to their attention that maybe it's just a total smoke screen to then gouge you with taxes? Like, I, I, all you have to do is say you're for abortion and you're inclusive, and these elitist type people, you get their vote, and it's like I, I couldn't even. Put a plug in for Bob, as in I, he's my best friend. I just wanted to say his character <laughs> is solid, and and um, you know what he says he will do, and everything. And it's just impossible to even talk about it. I yeah. I just I can't understand. Like, do they? Here's the question I would have loved to ask. How old is Lamont? He's in his sixties, right? Yeah, sixty-seven, I think. Yeah. Okay. Do you really think that a sixty-seven-year-old man? cares about the LGBTQ community. Like, you don't think that your first intuition isn't that he's a phony? Like, why would he care about that? Well, he doesn't and care it, about anybody. No, I understand that, but why are they, why are people so easily, um, you know, sidetracked by that phoniness? Well, be, um, for the same reason most people are, because it's a team sport politics. It's just so frustrating. Like, in other words, your house could be crumbling around you with the economy. You could be getting, you know, everything could be going wrong. But as long as you're inclusive and you're pro-abortion, there's a segment of the population that will vote for you. And it, it's just so frustrating to me. No, it, 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 it's appropriate that it's frustrating that people don't oh, consider. The, and the, the more educated they are, RP, the less educated they are. Well, they, very quickly, there's yeah. a property of a, of a woman I know in Georgia similar to mine, okay? She pays, she sent a copy of her taxes to me for the year, 1551. Now, I pay with my car taxes 9000 That's six times more. So does anyone ever think that we should study what they're doing down there? Like, how in God's name do they do it for one-sixth of how, what we do? We're, how do they do it? It's a great question, RP. It's- Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, I like this. I like this. You remember Alfonso McGriffey used to come on every week? He used to come on every week, then he got in a contract dispute and just walked out. That was it. We couldn't afford him anymore. But he's here for a visit. Hey, Alfonso. Hello. Did you hear the Kamala Harris cut? Have you been listening? No, I, I didn't hear Kamala. All right, listen to the Kammeister. Here she goes. You ready? Yes. All right. It's it's serious stuff, so pay close attention. Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. All right. This is how we now require our guests to identify themselves to start the segment. So go ahead. Well, she's just trying to stay out of the the cultural identification stuff. 
<laughs> keep it neutral, man. Keep it neutral. <laughs> You're keeping neutral. She's diving right she, into it. What? Because she said she's wearing a blue suit? Well, it's the the, the pronouns get me. Uh, oh, I don't, yeah, 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 the pronouns. Don't, you know, um, one thing I, I have to say is that I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but it seems like this country is trying to keep people in a state of perpetual, uh, perpetual state of fear. So now we can't even have a conversation without, I don't know, 7% of the population forcing us to identify ourselves by one of these pronouns or whatever. Yeah, but, everybody's got to be offended all the time. I, I think the goal is to have us fighting all the time, to to have us view ourselves as different, and they keep finding new ways to separate us and and keep us focused on each other rather than on them. Well, this is the thing. It's it's more than that. It's more than the it's more than the gender thing. It's the Trump thing, the COVID thing, the monkeypox thing, the January 6th thing, the Roe v. Wade thing, mass <laughs> shootings, police shooting unarmed blacks, racial thing, the gas prices, the empty store shelves. All of this stuff is in place to keep us in a perpetual state of fear. And, did you bring a and, list with you? That was incredible, Alfonso. Yeah, I did. I actually, I, I actually wrote that down. <laughs> I'm not going to get on the air and say, hey, that just came off the top. <laughs> so, that was impressive. Yeah, so no, you know, we can't we can't um we can't the goal is to keep us and 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 angry with each other too. Mm, you yes. know, and the angry comes out of the fear. The anger comes out of the fear and what I always say. Now what I'm going to say is not actually uh I'm not saying this is correct. This is just my perspective. Mm -hmm. But um, 100% of the time we're angry is because we're in denial about a reality that we don't like. We, there's some something about reality we don't like. And so if that's true, then what's going on is what I'm saying to keep us in a perpetual state of fear. The result is anger. And, uh, and the, the biggest thing that we can do to kind of remove ourselves from tripping about all of these stuff, things like what, Kamala had to go through just now mm -hmm. is um, is just taking responsibility for ourselves and uh, not worrying about the things we have no control over. And we don't want to do that. We got to have somebody to blame. We got to be able to blame Trump. We got to blame COVID, monkeypox. We got to blame the LGBTQ, and I might have missed some letters. We have to blame race, gas prices. We're, we're, we're a country of people who's always looking to blame something for our displeasure with ourselves and our own reality. We're talking to Alfonso McGriff. He is a businessman in Hartford and, and an author. The, um, yeah, so you're kind of bringing it around to what started me in this direction because on Sunday I took part in a, a national um seminar a, a collection of seminars where they put people onto a sort of zoom calls where you get walked through political questions and what the parameters of those debates are and then i was in a group of eight people and then we have conversations formatted uh, structurally by the software you're on but there's no person leading you through you just t take turns talking and you have conversations on 
on on these small modules of topic that all feed into climate change was the thing we were discussing and it was a, a fascinating thing and the purpose in doing it for the group that's doing it is just to get us to talk to each other because it's remarkable if you talk to each other as humans who are thinking and have ideas as opposed to as a political opponent because you put a certain label on yourself and I put a different one on me it, it's remarkable how bonded we started to feel through the course of an hour and a half of talking about climate change and how we all kind of moved together down a path not you know different people went different distances down the path but I thought it was a very interesting experience well you know um, I've, I've seen it in elementary school high school and college where a guy they'd be playing on the same team out in the park mm -hmm. and then they go to different schools and now they're enemies because they have on different uniforms. Right. That's, that starts really early. Yeah. The tribalism. Right. So by the time we become adults, it's just second nature, you know, um, and, but it's, and again, but it's almost not, it's almost an overlay of some kind because it's so easy to break us out of it. I, I was just really, really, uh, pleasantly surprised by how easily we talked to each other and skipped over all that junk. You know what's, what's interesting, though? It's easy because as adults, we make the momentary adjustment. Mm -hmm. As soon as everybody leaves that room and gets back in their car, they're back with their tribe. Well, so that's what I was thinking about. As I was going through this process of, of this call I was on, I was thinking about what happens next. Because we got to a moment in the discussion where this one woman who was, so I was saying the climate change stuff, it, I, this is driving home the point to me that this is not doable. That even if, I, even if I stipulate to all of the assumptions necessary to bring us to this point where we're trying to decide whether, uh, whether America should as aggressively as possible adopt all the climate policies that the Democrats want us to adopt or not, whatever whatever we think and wherever we're going with it it can't work there is no way that america can do all those things and do it cohesively and but even if we did there's no reason any other country would do what we did they'd sit there and laugh at us and say let's figure out how to scam this thing there's no way we can bring force the planet along to do the same uh, policies which, which are somewhat random it's random to decide that we should all be driving electric cars and we can't get enough batteries almost already forget about starting well, to really go down that path let's go back to the beginning how old is this planet four billion years 400 something, million years something like that it precedes me okay so how much data do we have on the climate of this planet? About 350,000 years? We've got a lot. No, not a lot compared to the age of the planet. No. But so that, I'm, my, I'm pretty impressed with what we have. But you're right. It's been around so, a long time. It's had a lot of different temperatures. So my point is when you talk about the percentage of information that we have connected to climate as it relates to the planet versus how long the planet has been around, Mm -hmm. Does anybody ever take into consideration a lot of these changes could be the natural process of 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 the the, the the stages of how this planet 
uh, evolves and moves? Well, uh, certainly... You know, um, not, not necessarily just the human blame, but what about the planet and, and, and its natural process? and The forces of nature. Yeah, some of these things that are happening are just happening because it, it could be the natural cycle of the planet is what my point is. Yes. And, yes. and with, with, with us having such a limited amount of information associated with climate... How do we know that it's what's happening is just n- n- not a natural part of the cycle of the planet? Well, I, I don't think there's any way for us to differentiate those things properly. However, my point exactly. That's why we shouldn't be arguing over it. We should all be just saying, hey, we're just kind of speculating that this is maybe what's going on. But to be arguing and fighting, I was in the, I was in the discussion about climate change and they had mm-hmm. armed security there. <laughs> they had to, a state trooper in the room to to protect the lithium to protect people from each other man that's how heated it gets yeah and I, and i was saying how does it get so heated when everybody in here is speculating yes it's all speculation Based on a very limited amount of information but, but in terms of a political issue here's how i approach it i approach it and say we're speculating but i will stipulate to your assumptions for the sake of discussion i will work on the basis that what you're surmising is true give me the worst case scenario and let's build from there and then the logical discussion this is how i try to bring people to my side electric cars can't work because that requires first that we be able to make enough batteries we can't there isn't that much lithium there isn't that much cobalt and the political channels through which you have to travel to get this stuff don't exist. They're just the, the supply and demand. There's no connection between those two things. So electric cars can't work. But if you did find the way to make all those batteries, we don't have a power grid. We've known for decades that we need to have a more secure power grid that's, that, that's built with, uh, to, to be way more sturdy. And nobody's done anything. And yet they're suggesting that we get rid of all the gas first. This is what they want to do is start forcing us off of gas now, telling people to get rid of their cars and incentivizing them to get rid of their gas-burning engines so that they can switch over to electric vehicles so that all the power will come from the electric grid, which already can't supply enough. They've issued warnings already there's going to be brownouts or blackouts this summer. Uh, some more fear mongering. The question, I like what you said <laughs> earlier when you said at the end of the day, you're yeah. not going to get the rest of the world to cooperate with what you think is a great idea. And, and they're, and, and, uh, they're not going to, uh, you're, you're not going to cooperate with what they think is a great idea. Correct. Because if it was, if it was such a harmonious system and operation, there wouldn't be so many fights and wars over stuff. So uh, the next big challenge, even if you have a great idea, would be to get the rest of the planet to cooperate. Mm-hmm. I dub that impossible. Yes, and, and the way to prove it would be to start the cooperation project first before we had these issues we were trying to cooperate on that are very difficult. We could do easy things like... Which shade of green is is the one we want to agree is it will be the universal green between the two of our countries, and, and we could you, all, we could fight over that is, for decades. Not all you need is one leader 
whose wife likes a certain shade of green. And if everybody else doesn't come on board with that, he's not rolling with the other shade. That's right. And then over here, we have a particular company that's already invested heavily in a particular shade of green, and our leaders are with them. And uh, we, it becomes irreconcilable differences. Boom. <laughs> there you go. So, so the, the, the solution for um, the planet and uh, global warming is a great discussion, but it's, uh, there's, I can't see a real solution taking place. All right, Alfonso, before you go, do you want to give us your pronouns and tell us what color you're wearing? Uh, I'm black, <laughs> and uh, I'm a man. It's, to me, you have, um, I, you know what, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I have to be cool on this. All right. Be so cool. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm black and I'm a, I'm a dude. Alfonso McGriff is a black dude, and we like him here on WTIC. Thank you, Alfonso. All right, Todd. Peace. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. A blue suit. Anthony, what color are you wearing today? I haven't even seen your bottom half of your body you're always underneath that desk let's see red shirt and uh these are like colorless pants no they're like kind of like green shorts kind of mm -hmm. short okay very trendy that's f i just wanted that out there for the unsighted members of the audience i and, also and have a lay on because we had a luau at work how did that luau go oh, it was wonderful did you enjoy it I had pizza and a smoothie. It was great. And you have a red kind of uh, frizzy rope around A red that. lay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure we're supposed to use that word on the radio, so <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.